Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is the 17th of March. It is St. Patrick's Day. It's a holiday that I thought was all about corned beef. And I found out from Liam that they don't make corned beef in Ireland, which I said the other day. So I also told you the other day, if you weren't here, that one of my friends whose parents speak Gaelic, and I grew up with her in Chicago, and she's first generation here, 100% Irish, and she was shocked when I told her. So, you know, she went into this whole thing about how they eat it anyway. I go, yeah, but it was in America that that came about. So anyway, today we are making corned beef, and I'm I'm always excited about that. I, I love corned beef, so that ended up taking care of that. So anyways, I hope you guys celebrate, stay safe. I, I don't know if that's around the world or just in America. Maybe you guys can tell me in the chat. But um, I'm very, very excited about this day. It was always fun in Chicago. They would dye the Chicago River. Um, what did they dye it? Like a Not a bright green, but green, so it wasn't blue. And it would stay that way for a while, so that was also pretty cool. So today's episode, topic whatever we want to call it, about prayer carrying us in a relationship. Prayer. Back to prayer. This whole week has been subtle this, subtle that, but big, big deals. When they say the small things, these are when the small things are the big things. Even if you don't pray, with your partner, which most people don't. Prayer is like a really personal thing, and you pray. Prayer is one of the first markers, believe it or not, of having an intimate relationship with God. Even if you are praying things like, I want money, I want a house, I want this, you know, things, prayers, at least you're trying, you're getting there. You're putting yourself in a place to exchange energy with God. So what happens? Because even though what we ask for, because I know in the beginning the things I asked for (laughs) were things. 
that I thought would make my life easier, better, answer a lot of the issues we have growing up or facing in life, whether it is a relationship, whether we need more money, whether we're having problems and we want things fixed and we think God's a fixer, and then we find out God's not a fixer, but he gives us experiences and then we fix ourselves, but we don't know that yet. So we're over here praying, and the minute we start to pray, or even just talk to God, that's why I always say talk to God, because that's a whole nother level, because now you're, you know you're exchanging energy with God. A prayer is like, cross my fingers, and I hope this works, and I really want what I'm asking for. And then you start talking to God, and you realize that you need to hear yourself, right? Like, wow, look at what I'm thinking. Taking our thoughts out of our heads and somehow saying them out loud to the point where we hear them, and then we're like, wow, that's what I sound like. That's what I'm asking for. What if I heard someone else asking for that? What would I tell them? What advice would I give them? And then you think. I would tell them to step back for a minute and really think about what you're asking God for. Because it's so much easier to hear out loud either from someone else or from ourselves. That's why judgment doesn't have a place. Because if we start judging people, we've just pushed that pure energy away from us instead of to us. So when you're in a relationship, And I want to say any relationship, starting with the relationship with yourself. How does that look in a relationship? Because now you're saying, hey, I'm with this person or I'm talking to my son, I'm talking to my daughter, I'm talking to my partner, talking to my coworker. Well, once you get used to exchanging energy with God, without you even feeling it, your standards have come up to, is what I'm saying making sense to this person? Because you start learning to make sense to yourself. Conversations you will ever have in your lifetime, because you are the only constant in your life, is the conversations you have with yourself and they start by listening to what we are praying for and the reason being is that when we pray that is our billboard that says oh John you want this and then you want that and then you want that why 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 do you want that oh okay I'll wave my wand and it'll just show up at your door. That's never going to happen. So when we expect something like that and then think God can't hear us, isn't listening to us, isn't there, and we start creating all of ego's playground and adding more and more apparatus on the playground, we find out that all we need is a place to play. We don't need all that stuff on it that ego tells us we need. 
Because once we put out that energy, start feeling like we are capable of at least trying to take care of ourselves on the the very easiest part. And then as we hear ourselves, we start thinking that what we ask for is possible no matter what we are asking for because we wouldn't ask if we didn't think it was possible. And the more we start to pray, the less things we ask for and the more feelings that we start to discuss. Like, you know, I really don't want that in my life. How do I begin the process of walking away from it? could be a job you've had for a long time and you feel really weird or disloyal that you don't want to work that for the rest of your time here. But the important part of that is your time here. We only get so many years here. And we don't know the wild card, right? We don't know when it's going to end. So what do you do with the time you have? You think about it. What do you get attracted to? You want to do something about it. We wouldn't be human if we didn't think of making our lives better every day. But when you start exchanging energy with God, you've given God permission to allow the experiences you need to answer those prayers for you. That's why we don't get things. Because God doesn't work in things. God didn't create those things that we want. We created those things that we want. We did that. So God doesn't answer that stuff. We got to figure all that out. He gives us the tools. And I know we overhear that. You know, you've got all the tools already, but you do. You do is a fact. The one thing that I was left with after I saw Christ was, oh, wow, I could do that instead of everyone else can do that. I didn't know how to do it. I had to learn. I had to figure it out. I had to buy books. I had to talk to people. And some of those things I asked for at that time, I'm still figuring out 19 years later. Everything has its own little ecosystem of processes. But let's say you did want to get out of that job. And let's say it's a family business. And let's say it's super hard to walk away from, to be like, how could you do that? And you're like over here praying to God saying, hey, you know what? I really want to take a chance on music right now. And I can't do both because the time I have won't allow it. So instead of just jumping in and you don't have a plan to leave, Maybe you could groom someone to do the job you're doing so that when you leave, everyone doesn't feel like you just left them high and dry. Maybe you can like add a little bit of time instead of doing something else that maybe isn't as important to you as your music and you start doing your music in that time. 
then you start building the foundation of going and creating a replacement of leaving. And then when you transition away from it, one, nobody is surprised because they're like, wow, your music is really good. Hey, I love listening to you practice. Wow, that's really cool. Hey, good luck. And they have a big party for you that you're starting this new journey in your life instead of a talking at a dinner table while you're not there, wondering how you could have just left them high and dry. That's the difference between a process and a plan. But that starts when you start talking because you say, oh, my God, am I going to be that person that just runs away? Is that me? Nah, I don't want to be that because I, I won't feel good on my way out. And my most important thing in life is that I feel good, is that the people around me feel good. Because these little things are the things that speak volumes about us. When people will say, you know, don't don't tell me what you want in the future. Tell me what you've done in your past. How do you? break up with someone? How do you transition away from a job? How do you raise your children? How do you keep your relationships going? Because that is what will tell you everything. That's why dating is so important. Instead of looking at dating as every person being the person that's going to be right for you, you have to go in with the fact like, hey, are we good for each other? It is an interview. I hate to say it so clinically, but it is an interview. You have to know who you're bringing into your life. And sometimes if you do meet people and you've known them for a long time and then all of a sudden they're getting super possessive of your time and if you don't answer them when they want you to, they're mad at you and then you're spending all your energy dealing with their madness. You start to feel like, oh, my God, they're suffocating me. You talk to them. They don't listen. Talk to them again. They don't listen. And it goes on for one or two years, and you're as patient as they come. People take things until they can't. And then one day you say, I just, I can't win, and this is draining me. But you've tried. When you try You still may even walk away with, God, I wish I tried harder. I wish I could have made them see, but you couldn't. At least not as far as you know. So we have to be realistic about these things. So when we talk to God about them, when we pray, that is the best, most high-level talk you will have about that topic, whatever topic it is you talk to God about. That's as high level as you are going to go. And the beauty of it is you know it when you're there. Even if you're asking for what you think is totally superficial, you will see that. You will see that. This whole week's shows have been just faith-driven, believing, I have to say it, I, I've, there's this agnostic person that I have been talking to in everything you say. They say, well, you know, you don't know that. And I'm like, well, I do actually because I was my own test case. 
when I stop talking to God or I get too busy, I start to feel like I just got lost over here. Not right away, but over time. And then I would realize, God, I want to just sit and write to God. I need to download. I need to download. I need to filter through. I need to organize what has just happened in my life for the last six months. I can't believe I didn't sit and write for that long. No wonder I don't feel like myself. What am I missing? I'm starting to get caught up in worrying about the very stuff I worked my whole life to get out of, how other people think, how they feel about me, what I can do to please, because I can fall into that people-pleasing trap so easily. And then when I regroup, I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, wait. I'm okay. I got it. I remember now why I did that. Can you believe we're just, when Christ said we are all truth, love, and purity, that innocence, that purity, there is no way it can not come out when you're talking to God. Even if you are in the process of being upset with God, you still feel good talking to him. There was a girl on that show about faith whose mother was dying of breast cancer. And she was upset because she prayed that God spare her mother. She didn't want her mother to go. And she was really upset about it. So she was mad at God. And she said, you know, God didn't save my mom. But if that were true, because we know not what we say, right? It wasn't her job to save her mom. Part of her experience. When I lost my mom, same thing. It's not easy to face the hard things. But if they still happen, It doesn't mean God was not listening to you or punishing you. If you are in an argument with the person you're in a relationship with, you know that one day you will solve it. One way or another, you're going to solve it. So we have to take that knowing and put it on God and say, one day I'll understand why this had to happen. I'm not happy about it. I am broken over the loss of my mother. Nobody wants to lose the people they love. That's not even a fair question to put on God. Nor is it a fair reaction. Because we all know that when someone comes and when someone goes, it's not in our hands. A woman can be pregnant, bringing in a whole new life. And she does not know right away. You can be married. You're in your relationship or you're a boyfriend and a girlfriend and the girlfriend gets pregnant and she doesn't know it yet. The two people that are having dinner that night do not know that they are going to become parents. 
And a lot of people will say, this is our surprise baby. This is our mistake. Imagine the word mistake put on a, a human being who just got here or getting here. And a lot of time works in that kid's favor because they're like, oh, they don't expect anything. And then you start coming up with stuff and you do it because no one, you don't have the pressure. You don't have to be the doctor, the lawyer. That was all the first kids. At the same time, you don't know your future ever. You're sitting there pregnant and you don't know it yet. Your partner doesn't know it yet. But when you have a relationship with God, you talk to God. That's a pretty laughable moment to say, wow, I really don't know what I don't know. But if I do my best every day, my relationship will know it. With myself, which makes my relationship better with my partner. Because sometimes... When, when you're married or you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, somebody you're close to, even our parents, even when we're adult children, when we may pray together, you want to talk about double trouble for God. You guys are really giving God a great energy exchange for the two of you. Because God, the feeling that level of love, that goes way above anything else we have here. If somebody were to say, what is your greatest asset on earth? My answer is God. My answer is God. The second greatest asset you have on earth is your time. Because what you decide to do with your time tells you every single thing you ever wanted to know about yourself. When people tell me they don't know who they are, I say, well, what does your day look like? Well, I run from this to that to that to that. And I said, oh, so you're invested in being busy. Well, I can't help it. And I'm like, no, you actually can. It's not easy, but you can. It all starts with that plan in your head. Because God's energy, when we say we believe, that's why people, when they say they don't believe in God, they want to tell you why and prove to you why you shouldn't believe in God either. And then there's the people who believe in God who want to prove to you why you should. But when I saw Christ, there was no proving going around. It was just a fact. I didn't have words to describe to myself, let alone to anyone else, initially, what that feeling of knowing everything and being completely normal with it was like. The feeling of being, and and I want to say being loved the way we talk, but that like all-encompassing acceptance of my soul and I know it wasn't special just for me it was just how it felt and I can only describe it because it happened to me but I know it's there for all of us because Christ said if one person can feel something then that emotion 
that feeling is available to everybody. God doesn't have favorites. That's why he said, love is love is love. It's just the relationships that are different. Meaning, you could love God, but if you don't talk to him, your relationship is different with God than my relationship with God because I just talk to him. And it's the energy exchange that's different. So you, let's say you do that and you, you just do your own thing with God, but you feel close. Once you get to your partner, which is going to be the biggest game changer in your life, there's a different respect that you have for the people you have relationships with. And if there's something that's really wrong, you'll bring it up, which helps the relationship get better. And if you don't bring it up and you let it linger, it's going to come up, but not in the ways you wanted it to. Why? Understanding what and who we exchange energy with changes our lives. Praying for things like, I need time to do this correctly. Your experiences will be a way to find your way there. I want this. Your experiences will probably be why you probably don't even need that. But this is what you need. And then you find that out. And you hear stories like, I used to think if I did this, I'd get that. But talk to anybody who ended up getting those things. They're still praying for the same stuff. They're just asking for it differently. Love, acceptance, truth. Even the most masterful person who will lie, and you know they're lying. And you know they're lying, but if you say it, then everything that you don't want to break loose is going to break loose. So a lot of times we tiptoe around those people because they need their lie. But at least you know that. Because then you can make a decision whether or not to participate or not. You can make that decision. And that's empowering. There's a lot of people on earth that don't lie like that. So why are you choosing to prove to this one person that you're loyal or enable their behavior, or believe their really weirdly woven stories, and continue to be frustratingly a partner. Because if you were to actually talk to God about it, you'd be like, oh, what am I doing this for? Why am I stuck here because you are exchanging energy and that's why people can talk to God and not have to hear him back 
because the energy is so powerful that you know what you're saying may make sense or not. Changing energy is all about. And praying, talking to God, understanding that there is an energy we can call it God. You know, people tried to call it other things to get rid of the baggage, but it's God. I don't know what else to say. People will say source or other names like that. And at first I thought, wow, that's cool. I get that. But at the end of the day, if you say God in almost any language, people will at least understand what we're saying. but it does carry every relationship we have. And we look at other people the same way we look at ourselves, looking for answers and wanting a better life. We always want to be better. It doesn't mean the life we have today isn't good. It just means that we always want to be better. That's why we're here. You guys, my time is up. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. I love you guys. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.